0: All right, welcome to the Fluently Forward podcast. We have Lori Hill with us today. Lori, how are you doing? And welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you on. You probably hear this from people you talk to all the time, but I've been watching your videos for years. And I remember the first time I saw the very first video of yours on YouTube, I just thought, what a fantastic concept. Everyone in the world is curious about plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery in the entertainment industry. And I feel like before I saw your videos on YouTube, I had nowhere to go other than weird forums to kind of talk about this with people who didn't know what was what. So how did you come up with this concept of celebrity beauty analysis on YouTube?
1: Ah, thank you so much. Um, So it's funny because when I first kind of thought of it, um. I went on YouTube to see who else was doing it. Like, that's how certain I was that it was already a thing like a niche. So I was surprised when there wasn't anyone doing it. And so I had initially like, thought of the idea because my friend who's I've talked about this before, and I'm sorry, if you've heard this story before, but like my friend who's an an intelligent person and, and and knows what what didn't get that Bella Hadid had had surgery like she had We were having a conversation and she said she's so beautiful and she was going off about it. I'm like, yeah, she is. And, you know, she's had different procedures. And I said it offhand and she was like dumbfounded. She was like, what? So that's what got me thinking because I just thought, like, if the average person doesn't know, and and then maybe even young people don't know and they would like to be educated on that so they don't compare themselves to a celebrity. It kind of blew my mind that people couldn't see it had your
0: friends seen the before and after photos of Bella and they still went puberty or lighting or makeup? Like what made them think that no plastic surgery had taken place?
1: No, she hadn't. And it's funny because my friends are not into plastic surgery at all. Like I have friends with people who don't even get Botox. It's insane. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just funny because you would think I would have friends that you know are well versed in it and she she wouldn't be the type who would look up before and afters I think the average person just doesn't connect it I think they go on social media and they accept the images as they are as being real and I even do that too um I forget even as like an influencer that these images are photoshopped so yeah I think like the average person just needs to see it laid out for them
0: And there's so much when it comes to that idea of knowing what's real and what's not. Like one aspect of it, of course, is plastic surgery, cosmetic work. Then it's also filters. Then it's also Photoshop. Then it's also celebrity makeup stylists. And as much as I love before and after photos of people getting work done, I love those accounts on Instagram that will show you HD photos of a celebrity's skin on the red carpet. Because I went through a moment in time where I truly thought... I was the only person with pores. I thought that like once you are in a movie, your pores disappear or something like that. When it comes to this idea of trying to be real, do you think that Photoshop should be illegal? Do you think that people should have to disclaim if they've had work done or if their photos are altered or if a magazine picture for a commercial has been touched up?
1: That I'm not 100% certain how I feel about because it would, I feel like it would be hard it would be hard. Okay, it's different. Like I think with magazines, we all have to just assume that they're all Photoshop because they are. It's insane yeah, how crazy. much Photoshop. Yeah, they have to use Photoshop in magazines and ads. They just have to like um, because I started on Instagram as like a fashion a fashion person. So I was we were doing a lot of color correction and photos. I mean, you already start with Photoshop in the first place. So I think there's nothing stopping a photographer from altering you just to look better. And I remember in my 20s, like I was pursuing, I I was pursuing acting, but there was also modeling involved. And this photographer, who I was working for, for for the day, was like, women are an illusion. And I was like, what do you mean? And he took me upstairs, and he showed me photos. And he showed me before and afters of his models. And they just look completely different in the in the non Photoshop photos, he's like, it's an illusion, the makeup, the Photoshop, never feel bad about yourself. And that helped me so much in my 20s to see that. And I just wish everyone had that because I I thought first firsthand from the photographer's lens to the finished product. And it was so different. Not that people aren't naturally beautiful. Of course, they are. But what we see like in magazines is manufactured. Um, As far as like influencers having to if they've shopped a photo I don't know how I feel about that how do you feel about that I feel like it's
0: hard right because there are so many things and I'm probably a little bit messed up in the head about beauty if we're being totally honest because I you know that quote where someone says one person's beauty doesn't take away from your own I kind of think it does (laughs) but there's just like It's such a headspace thing to go through. Like I think if in your shoes, right, with that story where they led you upstairs and they said, well, look, even the models don't look like they're photos. I just think, okay, logically it makes sense, but then every day you have to tell yourself that because it's so easy to see these images and get sucked in. So part of me thinks, okay, they Photoshop the models, the models feel insecure because they're being Photoshopped. Then all of us girls see the Photoshopped images and we feel insecure. And all of this just to sell foundation. You know what I mean? So it's like we're all suffering at the hands of somebody trying to sell something, and I think we've gone too far where now, you can't make Photoshop legal, you know, it it would be like Prohibition era, everybody would have bootleg Facetune on their phone, Um, and you can't charge people to do it, but I do wonder what would happen if we could go back in time and assassinate the person who created it. Like, would we be better off without Photoshop? Granted, maybe CoverGirl wouldn't be, you know, as profitable as they are today.
1: Yeah, I think we would be better off. But I just wonder if we always would have suffered from comparison anyway, even in like our local town or like if we weren't able to see other people. Let's just say there was no like internet. Like I wonder. I feel like we'd still suffer from comparison because it's just like the human condition. Oh,
0: totally. That's why I, I think it's so fun when. Um, I remember the first time I. You've seen The Office, right? Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was a kid and I remember watching it and going, why are they all thirsting over Pam? Like she's the hottest woman in the world. And then I was like, (laughs) well, it's the office goggles. Like any place you go into, we do think about beauty. And I think that's something where I love your channel so much because I think a lot of people, I remember doing an Instagram post on this where um, there was one week a couple years ago where I had gotten... Botox done in the week, I had also gotten tear trough filler removed because it was bumpy, and I had also gotten a laser. And I said, why don't we talk about this? Why is it self-improvement for your brain, self-improvement for your body, mental tenacity, improving yourself in all aspects, but if you want to improve yourself in the physical aspect, now it's vain. If you want to work out, it's great. But if you want to touch up your face, vain and stupid. So I think it's fascinating that we don't talk about beauty and we encourage self-improvement in all areas except physical. We still want that to have this mentality of like, God gave you a gift and being natural is all best. And I find it really fascinating.
1: Yeah, I think it's so interesting too. I just, it's hard to know. And I was talking about this with someone else, like with vanity, it's like, where do you, put the line i mean some people set the line at like having plastic surgery but like for example a lot of my friends who don't have surgery are getting you know monthly facials and spending a ton of skincare so is that vain you know where is it exactly vain
0: yeah or getting braces or highlighting your hair you know it's it's hard to tell so my question for you is you and i obviously talk very openly about plastic surgery cosmetic work and Celebrities are so notorious for not talking about this. There are some, right? So, you have Cardi B has been open about previous work she's gotten done. You have some people taking a step forward, like Bella Hadid or Khloe Kardashian years after, talking about their nose jobs. Why do you think that no celebrity has been the first person to say, Let me hold up the torch and tell you about everything I've gotten done, especially when we're all looking at before and after photos and it's like, Girl, we know that you've gotten 12 procedures done, but why do you think that everybody's just still not saying it?
1: I think maybe it's like they're, they want to still feel like they're on a pedestal and like they still have to have like a level removed from us. So, Mm, interesting. It might be ego.
0: Gotcha. So, you think that if somebody, do you think if a celebrity said, I've gotten these nine, you know, procedures done, do you yeah. think we would maybe not go see their movie or unfollow them on Instagram or even just subconsciously view them as not beautiful
1: yeah probably the last one i think that when people find out that beauty was a little bit manufactured or or completely manufactured they don't hold it as high in regard i guess
0: i mean i've heard that from people before too and it's funny cuz i used to have a little bit of that opinion myself where i would go oh somebody's really gorgeous, but that's what they look like after they've gotten their nose done. So that's not how they actually are. And now look at me, I've gotten my nose done. So who am I to say something like that? But I do agree with you. I think that for as much as we put on a front today, as everyone's so uh, welcoming, and we're so evolved than how we were in the early 2000s, back when we treated celebrities horribly, we would not give a celebrity grace if they talked about everything they had done. Yeah,
1: but I think it would, there's like, there's, I always say this but can can it be more nuanced than that can they just can Kim Kardashian like throw out a I've had a little help you Mm. know like sentence I think that would help people you know without saying what she's had done
0: yeah like not saying that you cheated on the test but maybe like I had a tutor
1: (laughs) yeah I
0: did extra credit
1: yeah like so just to throw that out so people aren't thinking it's You know i i don't think people anymore think she's completely natural but that would just be an example of something they can say without divulging everything
0: and do you think that it hurts people like let's take bella hadid as the ultimate example everyone had just kind of had her pinned as the before and after girl and finally she did end up saying in an article that when she was 14 she had a rhinoplasty procedure done but I think that still kind of left people a little bit wanting because it felt like it, not everything was being revealed. Do you think that when celebrities give away one thing that they've had done, it's net positive? Or do you think that it actually hurts even more because you're only saying one thing was done and you're not mentioning the other, you know, four, five, six things?
1: I think as long as they don't say, and I've had nothing else done, it's mm. fine because maybe there's a dot, 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 and then they'll talk about more stuff later. But yeah, when they do that, we kind of go, and yes. <laughs> so, oh, 100%. yeah.
0: Now, what do you think about, you've done some videos on men and their plastic surgery, and I mm. find this fascinating because so many men um, and even political figures too, do get work done, but people don't talk about it as much as women. What do you think the reason is for that?
1: I think it's way more stigmatized and everybody mm. tells me I'm wrong, but when I do like a male video, people are sh- so shaming on that man, especially if the surgery went wrong, which is so unfair because they have, they didn't do the surgery. So they didn't want that result, you know? Yes. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed a lot more with women when something goes wrong, people are way more empathetic. Um And they're usually, they're usually people in the comments are more likely to call out, Oh, well, it's the stress of, having to look young, having to look beautiful as a woman, they're more likely to have that empathy. But for men, they'll get so mean in the comments. They'll say and horrific things, I'll have to censor them.
0: And do you see some of those, are those comments mostly from women or are they from men?
1: It's hard to know because it'll be like user five 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 zero zero zero. you know? It's
0: always, yeah, it's always a cartoon of like someone you've never seen before. And you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna With be able no to pinpoint. photo. yeah never one fascinating now i have to say if i had to pick two men whose transformation i'm most obsessed with i would have to say elon musk Mm -hmm. um his before and after especially with his hair is just wild and secondly (laughs) vladimir putin have you ever done a video on him
1: (laughs) i haven't because i'm scared (laughs)
0: me too they say that allegedly he assassinates his plastic surgeons because he doesn't want anyone to know what he's gotten done so i mean those are just rumors but his vladimir putin's before and afters i not you know to do a little laurie hill right here i would say tear trough fillers i would say maybe a (laughs) facelift and i would say some botox because he's got that smooth smooth forehead and the under eyes were really puffed up do you look at people now sometimes and even, let's say somebody that most people wouldn't think of, so not a traditional celebrity. Would you ever look at a politician mm. or um, Flo, the lady from Progressive Insurance or something <laughs> like that, and you can just kind of pinpoint people who have gotten work done at this point?
1: Yeah. Well, like I have done um, Trump. Not everybody watched this video, but I, I have done Trump and Biden before the election, (laughs) before the election. And it was fun, it was super fun. But um, then in the comments, people were like calling other political figures out, like, oh, you need to do Nancy Pelosi, which I agree, I probably should. But um, yeah, so I have done those. Um, I I have said this before, like watching a movie has been ruined for me because I'll just notice plastic surgery on the actors.
0: now is that extreme cases like i know when the and just like that reboot happened everyone was talking about charlotte um and her cosmetic work are you talking about moments like that or you do you notice even more subtle kind of nuanced changes
1: no nuance that's why it's harder because when it's obvious then it's really hard um i found it a little bit distracting when i was watching austin butler um in the elvis movie that's his name right
0: yeah yeah austin butler
1: I found his distracting. Where I was really looking at like his nose and his lips, I was just like really focused. I thought he looked like Elvis, but it was distracting.
0: Well, especially when you go to see a movie. I mean, I I will say hats off to these actors and actresses. If I had to see my face blown up fifty oh. times the size it is, and everybody's in the theater watching, I physically wouldn't be able to handle it. But you really do see the most close-ups of their face. And I'm sure that there's filters and the whole Vaseline on the lens trick and things like that. But you do get to see every single inch of their face and bone structure. So what what kind of jumps out at you typically? Is it the lips? Is it the structure of the face? Is it the side profile?
1: It's usually the facial features, especially the nose. And like if they've had a facelift, I can see that. Um, but I did want to say that there's so much with movies, and I'm just waiting to talk to the right person, I don't think I've talked to them yet, about digitally altering film. And I really would like to do a video on that because it's not, it's insane how it's not just fascinating on the lens. Like, even on TV shows, there's filters, like the Kardashians show, and keeping up with the Kardashians, there's a major filter on that show. So it's so hard to watch. It's
0: insane. It's almost like you're watching a dream sequence. You know how (laughs) like back in the day they would make it all fuzzy and blurry. That's just the entire show. And when I saw that you can Photoshop photos, but you can also Photoshop videos, People aren't aware of this anymore. Like I've seen some before and afters for Britney Spears music videos and other pieces of content. And it really is staggering. It's almost a hair away from deep fakes and AI at this point.
1: Yeah. And they've been able to do that for a long time. It's been at least one or two decades, but the whole like the whole rub is that this is why they like to hire actors who look useful. It's because when they have to, when photo I don't know what they're called photo manipulators or video manipulators have to go in and alter it, um, alter film footage to look better. It costs millions of dollars. So it can cost two or three million per movie. So that's why they try to hire actors who already look as useful as they want them to look. That's like the whole thing of Hollywood. That's why they want everyone to look so young, basically.
0: Interesting. So basically, you can make everybody look younger, but it would cost yeah. five, $10 million more
1: yes and they they routinely do this this is why you know movies are expensive this is one of the reasons why movies are expensive and they did this with like a good example is like in madonna's video i forgot which one exactly but they had to go frame by frame and make her look younger so there's so much at play not just surgery not just photoshop but it's also this video manipulation of film that we're by the time we see it, it it's really a different person than what we they started out yeah
0: so I was gonna ask like do you think that if you had to pick an age range that people are doing are they typically trying to make 30 year olds look 20 40 year olds look 30 would they even do this on someone like Meryl Streep or someone who's basically does everyone get the treatment or are they always trying to make everyone look 25 but once you're past the age of 50 it's
1: fine it depends on the movie I think that like there's there's attractive attractively aged like I think Meryl Streep I'm sure there is a frame where for example I don't know that she has these but like her under eye bags looked really bad and she was supposed to look attractive they would just remove those but I think for the younger generation yeah I think they're trying to make people look between 20 and 30. yeah
0: God, isn't it? And what would you say is the hardest versus easiest thing to edit out? Let's say that you want to slim someone's waist versus get rid of their wrinkles versus cover up a pimple. Is one of those easiest versus hardest?
1: I'm see, and I don't know. I need to find the right person to talk to who's actually done this type of work. Um, but I know that I know they go frame by frame, pixel by pixel. So I'm sure a smaller surface area would be easier, probably to correct.
0: I would imagine removing, let's say somebody has a pimple and the makeup department just couldn't take care of it. It could be easy for that to be wiped out, but it might take two guys an entire 10 hours to do that, right? If they're going frame by frame, but you could get a perfect result.
1: Yes. Like if you've ever edited like a video in Final Cut, which is something that YouTubers use and you have to go frame by frame. Like for example, I had a deodorant stain. It was so dumb in one of my (laughs) videos and it was so obvious and I had my, I used an editor and it took him all day and it was so expensive to edit frame by frame.
0: Oh, good for you. I would have just put like one of those icons that says like subscribe. I would have put it like right over my stain. Oh, like, that's
1: a great idea. <laughs>
0: we're just going to have an ugly video this week, guys. But I also work in Final Cut Pro and it is fascinating what you can do in there. And Final Cut Pro, like anyone can downloaded, I think it's like $200 in the App Store, but it really is staggering, and I don't even know how to do all of it, but pe- you can edit your own vocals in GarageBand, you can edit how you look on Final Cut Pro, and I find it fascinating. Have you ever looked on those rabbit holes of, um girls on OnlyFans or these cam girls who look entirely different but they use filters and editing to portray this version of some perky busty 18-year-old and really it's someone who looks completely different.
1: Oh my gosh, I've not I've not seen that but I believe you because so much can be done in in that
0: in that yeah. program.
1: In almost it, even just an app like so many things can be changed.
0: There are so many people who are curious about trying CBD, but they have questions about it. And I hear this because I always talk about how much I love to take CBD. People have questions like, is it a scam? How do you know if it's even really working? What does it make you feel like? So, I take CBD using NextEvo Naturals. Some of my preferred scenarios to take it before I go to bed, so I'm not laying awake with anxious thoughts. Uh, if I've had too much coffee and I want to calm down, or if I'm having like a B plus day and I kind of want to be having an A minus one. So, I love using Next Evo Naturals. They have something called SmartSorb Technology, and this improves CBD's ability to be absorbed, which means that it will get into your system in as little as 10 minutes which is great because no one's ever felt anxious or stressed and wanted to wait two hours to feel better. So if you want to try NextEvo Natural CBD, you can get 25% off of subscription orders of $40 or more. You can use promo code fluently at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com promo code fluently for 25% off a subscription order of $40 or more. Now, something that else that I wanted to ask you was the beauty standards obviously do change so much. A lot of people talk about this with, you know, the rail-thin woman in the early 2000s and the 90s and then how the people like to say that the Kardashians were responsible for bringing curves back. I think that trends have also changed. I remember pencil-thin eyebrows to then thick eyebrows, and who knows what will happen next. Yeah. Do you think that there's any things that are classic forever versus trends that you could see fading away in the next couple of years
1: um so are we talking mostly about like body or face
0: it could be either even hair if you want
1: um i think with the face probably will always identify a certain set of distance relationships in the face as attractive i won't even say like eyes nose or whatever but like your core distance relationship in the face um you can't change it with plastic surgery and so we'll always probably identify that as certain sets of characteristics there as attractive and regardless like of race.
0: A, the like upside down triangle or the golden
1: ratio how do people it's similar yeah it's similar to the golden ratio yes but i would have to kind of show you and i don't have anything to show you but yeah i think we'll always identify that and then then the dressings that go on it will always maybe change The lip size, I think, I think it's just changed over the years, like, bigger, smaller, bigger, smaller. Yeah. Um, I think that'll continue to change. And then for bodies, I mean, you know, I hate to say this, but it does seem like forever now, it's been has been the thing, you know, even when the Kardashians were at the height of their fame, it, it's like, Still, if even if you didn't have that body type, but you were thin, it seems like that was acceptable. Still,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And th- there are some things that are, I don't know. Do you? You're into kibby types, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard you talk about those before, and. um you know they always talk about the classic right the grace kelly face where as long as everything is symmetrical and even and you're wearing a white t-shirt and jeans that look will kind of never go out of style versus the boho look or um what's everyone doing right now like tight leather pants are kind of in with like a ribbed corset top something like that so it's interesting that when fashion, fast fashion changes and cycles through, maybe it might make a dent on your wallet, but when fast fashion is kind of molded into the beauty world, world and how you look, you see people struggling with it for so long, whether that's either getting, um, people talk about getting BBLs and then the Kardashians getting their BBLs removed or over your eyebrows back in the 90s and now they can never grow back in and you can never get that back. So I don't know, I think it's this really Interesting thing where everybody wants to look what's everyone wants to look as best as they can for their own personal face, but it really is hard not to be influenced by this. So, if anybody is out there struggling with this comparison and viewing people online, is there anything that you suggest to people like that? Is it to follow people who have you know flaws like yours, or if somebody makes you insecure to block them? Like, how do you suggest people navigate this world today?
1: Yes, I agree that they should not follow those people (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that, I mean, I think it's a band aid, but I think it's good because if you see them constantly, you're being bombarded by images that make you feel a certain way, you need to stop it, you know, (laughs) like you need to actually stop in taking in those images. But I don't think it's like the end all be all solution. I don't know what the solution is. I feel like we're still working on it
0: yeah have have you ever visited the um subreddit vindicta i've like never said it out loud before mm-hmm. but it's this corner of the internet where they basically they talk about beauty in a very scientific technical term in terms of like looks maxing and getting to your ultimate perfect you know as great as you can look and they talk about the upper thirds, the lower thirds of your face, the mid thirds and all of these, how close your eyes are together. If your chin is recessed. And I remember I once went on a rabbit hole down that subreddit and I almost had an existential breakdown. I was like, this is crazy. I'm never going to recover my chin and my philtrum and like eyes and everything like that. And, you know, it definitely did a number on my self-esteem for a couple of months. But then after that happened, I kind of was like, well, you know what? I kind of know everything that's wrong with me. And now if anyone ever says any comment about my appearance online, it's nothing that I haven't already discovered about myself on Vindicta. So I don't know if I would recommend it to anyone because it really is t- like taking three red pills up the butt. But it is <laughs> yes. like a crazy way to then go, I literally know everything about myself. Have you ever gotten to that point where you like go deep on those rabbit holes?
1: Yes. Um, I... I just, from my studies, like in surgery, I do know everything that's wrong with me. So, it can get to you, but it's like now when people leave comments, it's like, no, that one's not valid. Like I know that's not true, um, or that one is, you know. So yeah, that's yeah. true. Like nobody can really say anything, but um, I I will say though, with those kinds of forums like they're kind of reducing everyone to just their eyes or just their nose like nose shape and like you can't reduce beauty to one feature that isn't correct like you can't reduce beauty to just one feature it doesn't work that way there's a lot of beautiful people who have a flaw that you might think you know oh they're still beautiful you would never notice that flaw and I say quote unquote flaw because it's just A flaw that's been decided by a forum. Yeah. A lot of those forums aren't correct. Like, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but I, and sometimes I would like to jump in. I don't have the the time, but because usually if I was to jump in, then it would lead to a lot of questions. Um, but yeah, a lot of those like looks is, um, forum type places are just, they're just there. They'll get into your head and usually what they're saying isn't correct for your face
0: yes and it'll be staggering too because like you said it's beauty and aesthetic is first of all so subjective and you know it's this way with art it's this way with people it's this way with food every single person has their own opinions there's no right and no wrong answer and like you said this idea of a perfect golden ratio or something like that even that isn't perfect I've seen these photos of celebrities where they take the left and the right side of their face and they make them perfectly symmetrical and they look fucked up so like perfect symmetry isn't always correct and there will be forums on there where people will say who's a 10 but they have a recessed chin or who's a 10 but they have like a bad brow bone or something like that and these people are still 10s and they'll pull up a picture of freaking grace kelly and say Mm, like her chin's a little wonky she's actually a seven so it is bizarre do you think that there's any places online where people other than your YouTube channel where people talk about this in a way that takes everything into consideration and kind of has that comfortability with it
1: no not really because I think it's always going to be subjective and then in the case of just like lay people talking about it it's subjective with not enough information yeah (laughs) so I think it's better just not to go down that rabbit hole um also, too, there's a lot of people who contact me who just want to look better, but they don't know what. And that's also if you feel that way, just just kind of try to get on with your life, because generally that's not about how you look.
0: Mm, yes, I completely agree. Also, I don't know if this is something you've heard from other people, too. I think especially for women, wherever you're at in your period changes how you feel about yourself a lot i will truly think that i'm a bridge troll for a couple days Mm -hmm. out of every month and then a few days go by and the feeling has completely gone away so i feel like hormones they must be related to the psychology of how you view yourself
1: i think they are i think that's so smart that's so true um i think there was a book i read that said that women's self-esteem is on a constant like roller coaster like sometimes we are high sometimes we are low and i think that's true
0: yeah, it's just like a constant wave. And there are fun ways to, we talked about kibby type. There's also the um, the color seasons, right? The best hair shape or hairstyle for your face or the best glasses for your face shape, things like that. Which of those would you say you believe by the book or you think that they're kind of a gimmick when it comes to color seasons, shades, kibby?
1: I love kibby. I think it could help a lot of women, especially I know it's also men, but like women too, because a lot of women are trying to diet down to this shape that they saw another woman has. And like, there's a reason you're not going to be that shape. It's because it's not your Kibbe body type. And I think more women should read actually about the kibby type. It would help a lot of people, I think.
0: Yeah. Can I ask what do you know what your kibby type is?
1: Yes, I'm. Uh... I'm a DC. What does that stand for? Dramatic classic. Yeah, I'm a dramatic classic. That's Okay.
0: Yeah, I yeah. took it and me and all of my friends have gotten classic, but I think that's just because those are the answers most in the middle. And when you don't know much about analyzing how you look, you just go like, well, I guess I'm somewhat average. And me and all of my friends who look very different from each other, we all get classic. I'm like, I, th- I think we're doing this wrong.
1: Uh, well, how tall are you? I'm 5'4". So generally, you're going to be like that, that height range is yeah, like they're almost tall. Like, I feel like with CCs, they're like five, six, five, seven, I mean, you could probably even shorter, you know, yeah, but they're yeah. like almost tall, and their legs are almost long, you know, yeah. but it's like not quite.
0: Yeah, and it's very, it's very interesting taking the quiz, I think they still the original Kibbe quiz, which if anyone's interesting, it's, it's K-I-B-B-E. I think it's still that PDF where you old school kind yeah. of write it down and you circle A-B-C-D-E and then add it up at the end, um, which I think is fascinating that nobody's turned that into some sort of app where you pay money for now, because that's like, I would pay money for it. That would be like a huge moneymaker.
1: Yes. And I have, I think I posted before when i still was posting as lori hill on reddit i did post my photo and some people on that forum like evaluated me and they said the same thing that i was a dc but there's a few of the some other ones but it seemed i seem to have that consensus of dc
0: and it's also great because it's what you you can almost reverse kippy test by doing what you look best in so i love bohemian clothes from free people they look awful on me Banana Republic and J Crew look fantastic as much as I wish that I could do something more fun. So if you're ever not sure about your kippy type, taking outfits from the different kippy types and then trying them on yourself and seeing which ones you look best in, I feel like it's just an immediate, it clicks into place and you know exactly what to put in your closet. It's such a load off.
1: It is. I, you know, it's not bad to be a classic. I think, I think Grace Kelly was a DC So there you go.
0: There we go. (laughs) Grace Kelly. Yeah. Another question I have for you is um, so many people are starting to kind of open themselves up to this world or at least talking about cosmetic work in a way that at least our parents and grandparents weren't doing. And I think the number one thing that kind of gets people in, maybe if you could call it the marijuana of like cosmetic work, the little gateway one is probably Botox so yeah. almost all of my friends here in New York have gotten Botox. And Botox is this incredible thing because you can put it in your face, you can put it in your armpits. I hear celebrities putting it in their feet. What <laughs> have you heard about Botox that people might not know of other than getting rid of wrinkles in your forehead?
1: So I've wanted to look into that because I heard you can get it in your, like the trap. The trackies, think right here. yeah, Yes. And, and it helps you relax them and that sounds so good and then the aesthetic like benefit of it is that it kind of lowers it makes your neck look longer by lowering like,
0: pulling this down let's see yeah oh, so like this
1: yeah when that gets a little lower then it helps your neck to look long And you have a long neck anyway but i would love that
0: <laughs> they do it also for um jaw right for tmj they yeah. put it right into your muscle and Every time I have gotten Botox done, I truly do feel a lot more relaxed until it wears off. And they've done some studies on that that basically say the two are connected because it paralyzes the muscles in your face uh, face temporarily that would make those expressions of frowning, surprise, shock, disgust, um, anger. So when you aren't making that, it's almost a little bit of correlation. So imagine if all of your stress muscles... Botox could be put into them. Would you stress loss, do you think?
1: I think so, but I also think that um, the correlation with the facial expressions is that your brain doesn't sense that you're feeling those things too. So I don't mm. know, very scientific. Yeah, I'm it's
0: not- almost like the placebo effect where like you think that you're better, but you're not actually better, but you are thinking that way. Yeah,
1: and I think if you're the type of person that thinks so much anyway, that it's not gonna matter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I could think myself out of Botox. I could think myself like into a yeah. hole no matter what. So okay. Yeah. Interesting. And Botox for sweating. Have you ever done that? But I'm desperate to do it, but it is expensive to get Botox for sweating.
1: It just freaks me out to think of it going in my armpits. So no, I haven't done that.
0: Yeah. It's a very, which is funny because we shave it with a razor so often, but when it comes to a needle, I'm like, oh God forbid that like go anywhere near my armpits, which is kind of strange. Yeah. No. <laughs> Botox in the feet, there have been blind items about celebrities getting this done. So then that way they're able to withstand how long they're wearing high heels for. Have you heard of that being done for anyone other than celebrities?
1: Yes. You know, in those like Daily Mail articles and things like that. But I haven't had any friends do it.
0: I would imagine it must wear off quickly because you use your feet so much that it must be using that area. But I don't know.
1: Yes. I think past a certain age, at least for me, I was just like, okay, I'm not wearing high heels.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you have to hand it to those celebrities too. Even when they're pregnant on the red carpet, they'll be wearing yeah. these like stiletto heels, which just like, it hurts to look at. I can't even imagine what it's like to wear.
1: I know. I don't, they're, that's commitment. Wow. Yeah.
0: And it's funny too, because Botox and filler have kind of gone hand in hand, like salt and pepper for what people who maybe don't want to, go under the knife or the needle. Maybe they don't want to go under the knife, but they'll go under the needle, I guess would be the correct way to say it. And fillers are really fascinating because some people, I mean, I've gotten fillers before. Some people are a big fan of them. Other people insist that uh, they stay in your face forever. They droop. Um, your body puts out like an reaction to it and you'll be kind of, everyone's technically allergic to all fillers. And it is this new field and this new industry. Do you think that we know everything about fillers that we're going to know? Or do you think that maybe 10 years from now there might be new information?
1: Okay, listen, like scientists aren't even sure why we sleep.
0: Mm. Like they don't
1: even know why we even sleep. So I don't think we know everything about fillers. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I feel like just learning that Fillers stay in your face. Just having learned that just recently is should tell you how much they really know about fillers. So,
0: and do they stay think, in your face until you get them dissolved, or even when you get them dissolved, do they kind of stay in your face?
1: No, I think you can dissolve them, but then there's problems with the agent that dissolves them too. I've heard that it can dissolve your like fac- facial fat, your natural facial fat.
0: Fascinating. I'm getting part of my filler for my under eye dissolved on Tuesday. So I'll let you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've had it done before. Okay.
0: But it's, I mean, it is interesting. There's someone I go to in the city who basically all they do is just under eye stuff, because that's what I've heard, especially with the tear trough. It's so close to the eye that you want to go to someone who's only focusing on the eye. But it just is this fascinating world where um, it doesn't take a lot to get filler done. And I've had some appointments where you're waiting 50 minutes for somebody to come in, they do the filler and they're in and out in three minutes. So it's very easy to feel like this type of work isn't a big deal because it truly takes under six minutes to get done. And I think a lot of people don't realize that.
1: Yeah, and I think with under eye filler, I think, because I haven't asked this before, that if if you've noticed that your tear drops have hollowed a lot of times it's because the fat pad has slipped down to your cheek so I think the proper technique there is just to go to an oculoplast and have that fat pad raised back up have you looked into that
0: no how do they do that
1: it's I don't know if it's easy but it's it's in office and but they would numb you and it's a procedure it's 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 more than a procedure it's more of a surgery but it's in office
0: fascinating okay and isn't that so and it's funny too because um i know you met with dr gary linkov when you were in the city right yeah Yeah. he was the first ever doctor i saw here in new york he was the one who gave me my first ever botox because i said oh my god i'm so nervous it's my first time getting botox i have to go to the best guy in the city he had such a warm bedside manner and now he makes these incredible youtube videos And when I asked him for a recommendation a couple years later, because I just trusted him so much for tear trough fillers, he basically said that he doesn't give out recommendations for people to get tear trough fillers anymore um, because of what you mentioned. And he said, too, it's just the odds of going to someone who's going to do it correct are so, so slim. So would you say when it comes to areas of filler on the face, most people know about lips. There's also cheek, chin, jaw, just about anything. Would you say that there's a spectrum of ones where you're more likely to get a good outcome versus a poor one?
1: So I would not do any filler that is creating a facial feature you don't have. So I wouldn't do fillers to create prominent cheeks, mm. a prominent chin, or a prominent jaw. I, You could use filler in your lips because that's kind of what it's designed for. Um, as far as filling parts of your face, just fill the areas of volume deficit and if the volume deficit gets so great that you can't fill it don't fill it go get a facelift Mm,
0: and and what when it comes to facelifts i know that there's there's the classic facelift there's the ponytail facelift does that depend on how much volume loss there is in your face certain ages at what point do people decide that they're ready for that
1: so ponytail facelift is kind of like a crazy wild card area because they're doing them on like 23 year olds.
0: Isn't that crazy? And that's that's something that I think a lot of celebrities have gotten that gives you that kind of fox eye look, right, where your eyebrow goes up and slanted. And that yeah. must be a little bit less invasive because I'm assuming it's on the top half of the face.
1: Um, no, so they're pulling like from here too. They're pulling. Um, it's just endoscopically. So they're generally not cutting skin. So I think that feels less invasive, it's still super invasive.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember you did this video and you basically talked about um, Kim Kardashian's alleged facelift and different scars that will get kind of pulled back by the ear. Is that something that you look out for or before you see scars, can you just tell if somebody's had a facelift?
1: No, I don't look for scars anymore, but I get a little bit excited when I see the scars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yes. Huh. it's kind okay. of like, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but it's kind of like the evidence of, well, let me skip that part and just say that now I look at the person's face and I look particularly at their jawline, a tight jawline on a 50 year old is it's just not natural. Yes, there's exceptions, but like at 50, you're just not going to have a tight jawline. So that's kind of what I go off of. Um, yeah. People have had a mid face lift. Like the mid face can be lifted. Just the mid face. When they smile, their eyes stay the same with this way as when they're just not with any expression. So like hmm. they're smiling and they narrow, and then they stay that narrow. So when you see yeah. somebody with more narrow eyes, and it stays that way. I think a good example is like Melania Trump, but she's like an ex- like an extreme example.
0: Yes, her but I mean, you own. say Melania Trump and everybody knows exactly what part of the face you're talking about, so. That's
1: yeah, because she's right. kind of like, you know, like that, that squinty look. And then now that I think about it, another person who has that look is Jennifer Coolidge. I was so she just may, gonna say yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I've been watching White Lotus, so I'm like, I love her, <laughs> I love her.
0: Fascinating. I have always been a huge advocate of taking vitamins and supplements, probably because about every week my mom texts the family group chat and tells everyone to take a vitamin D because we are all very, very low in it. And what I love about Ritual and I want to tell you about is that they are making multivitamins, supplements, and more that combine all of these great things that we all need. So, so many women today, over 97% of them from ages 19 to 50, are not getting enough vitamin D in their diet and they're also not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega threes so rituals essentials for women 18 plus they have a multivitamin it combines everything you need in one and they also just released symbiotic plus now this is a gut health supplement and it's got three great things in it prebiotics probiotics and postbiotics all in one minty capsule which is just great you get everything all in one So right now, if you want to give them a shot, I take both the multivitamin and Symbiotic Plus. They are going to be offering my listeners 10% off of your first three months. You can visit ritual.com slash fluently and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash fluently. I mean, I have to ask you about this because this is something that we've both gone through talking about celebrities online. This idea that you are... Talking about celebrities online and the internet is such a big place. Every video that I make or podcast I do, I assume nobody's ever going to listen to it if it's about them. There have been moments I did an episode in Glee and one of the cast members from Glee was talking on Twitter about how blind items aren't true and things like that or influencers who have seen my videos and really not liked them. You've obviously had your own experience with this. What's your thought on people now? Cause there's so many people creating content online about celebrities and people are hungry for it. People love it. But I do get comments sometimes of people saying, Don't say that about Selena Gomez, it could hurt her feelings, or how dare you say that about Miley Cyrus, what if she saw this on TikTok? I always think you're never gonna see it on TikTok, but sometimes people do. What are your thoughts on like this new world that we're living in when celebrities can access our content?
1: I mean, I don't like the idea of a celebrity getting upset about my content. And if one was ever to contact me where I heard they're really upset, then you know, I, I take down the video because I that's not my goal. Um But I also though, my goal is not to cater to the feeling of celebrities because there's they have a lot of people around them to do that. My goal is to help like the regular person non celebrity kind of deal with what they're seeing. And comparison so my goal is to the regular people
0: yeah I, I, not I, my I, goal
1: I'm serving the regular people of this world like I'm not serving the celebrities so I'm not trying to protect their feelings
0: and I think it really comes through with your videos too I mean your videos are incredibly respectful thoughtful and also you just kind of serve as an example of someone who's incredibly transparent about this topic but there are some people in this world of celebrity content who you can tell want to be buddy buddy with a celebrity and yeah. i've never wanted to which is why i'm fine doing it um but you definitely do see that difference sometimes if you know sometimes the celebrity will look like trash on the red carpet and when you have content creators who go she is slaying this red carpet <laughs> and it's obvious that they're not you just kind of go who are you working for you know do you think that there's Anyone out there who is using content to try to get to celebrities? Like, do you think that that might be something in the future where celebrities could hire like three YouTubers to always be talking about their best moments or something like that?
1: Yeah, I think I've definitely seen what you're talking about with content creators who seem to get really excited when a celebrity contacts them and then they just start talking about that celebrity all the time and like in a good way or like you could just tell their content changes when they Mm kind of get buddy-buddy with do you think money
0: changes hands or do you think that they're just honored to be included
1: yeah i think they're honored i think it's like being included as part of their little like their little circle the celebrity's little circle and so i don't think any money needs to change hands for that yeah
0: yeah but it is i mean i hope celebrities never see or listen to anything I do. And I've gotten into the habit now where anytime I see a celebrity on TikTok, I will block them. And I go, it's for both of our benefit. Like, I don't want to see your stuff. And I don't want you to ever see my stuff. So the only bad thing with a podcast is you can't block anyone from it. So Uh,
1: yes, that's true. Um, I have gotten, I'm, I'm kind of friends with people who they're not celebrities, but they're, friends with celebrities so I sometimes will get like oh so and so saw your video and I think early on I got Naomi Campbell saw your video Mm -hmm. and I guess she was okay with it so that's good
0: (laughs) do they ever say like and she said that you got eight out of ten correct or anything like that
1: (laughs) no but I have gotten other people claiming that oh I know this person and you're wrong and I always say unless you're in the surgery center with them, you don't know what they've gotten because people even lie to their friends and family.
0: It's so true. No, they really do. They really do. And also you don't claim to know a hundred percent either. So that's what, that's the, you know, viewpoint that everyone should be coming at this with.
1: Yes. And then like, allegedly I had Mariah Carey, somebody like somebody on her team contact me and said I got everything right, except for one (laughs) thing that she got removed. But who knows if that person's even right or is that person that they're claiming to be.
0: Ooh, but still though, I mean, it's not like that feedback from every single video. So I'm a tinfoil hat wearer. I would say that that's true then. (laughs) Is there any celebrity or politician or famous person in large that you would never do a video on?
1: Probably Trump. Like when he's, like in office. Well, did I do him when he was in office?
0: I think you said no. in 2020.
1: I think when he was running. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, but I wouldn't do somebody around Trump or Trump, like if, you know, whatever, like somebody related to him, just because I'm not sure, I'm, I don't know, I get worried that something will happen to that video. And I do notice that some celebrity videos get really slowed down in YouTube some of them especially the Kardashians I I was just gonna say like
0: blink twice if it's the Kardashians what is going on with them they're like such a powerhouse
1: yeah I think they're really powerful and sometimes I'll be like oh I hope I release this like on a and they're having a busy week or something because then it'll get farther than if they're not
0: seriously seriously yeah like the minute they're at the Met Gala wearing the Maryland dress you're like upload tonight go 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 (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> huh. Fascinating. Okay. And is there anything that, let's say, uh, would you ever take your YouTube channel international? Like, do you ever get requests from, you know, huge stars overseas that not a lot of people here in the States would know about?
1: I do. I do get a lot of requests like that. Um, my, But I cater to the U.S. audience. Um, but I would. I, I have done more international people. But yeah i tend to cater to the u.s audience more
0: yeah i mean i would imagine most of when you look at your statistics most probably are watching in the united states but also it is really staggering how like the entertainment industry is basically all la it's like 95 percent la which is crazy to me
1: yes have you noticed it's like somewhat new york or not really
0: A little bit. It's just there's not really much of, which is funny because Broadway is here in New York, and, you know, there's definitely now an influencer culture here in New York. SNL is here in New York, but celebrities just really do go underground, ride the subway, dress like normal people on the streets. So even if there are celebrities in New York, which I know there are, I've like never really seen paparazzi here in the city.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I love New York.
0: New York is great. How did you enjoy Thanksgiving here?
1: That I didn't love, but (laughs) (laughs) we couldn't find the best Thanksgiving. We couldn't find a good Thanksgiving restaurant. And my friend was like, how did you not find a good Thanksgiving restaurant? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, like the food wasn't good. It just wasn't what I was expecting. I just picked the wrong place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, New York is fun, but New York is also stressful. You know what I mean? Like if you want a good meal, you have to make a reservation right away and then elbow people to get there. And like everything is a struggle in New York, but I think people are better off for it. But yeah, it's definitely not.
1: (laughs) It's not a casual
0: place for relaxation.
1: No, it's not at all. And we usually go to New York once a year and then Hawaii the other time. And it's just it's it's so different they're so different from each other it's amazing
0: vastly different the last question I'm going to ask you here which I'm curious about is what do you see the future of cosmetic work being do you think maybe a hundred years in the future we're going to have chips on our face do you think that there's going to be some type of new procedure there's going to be a way for collagen to be you know, suctioned into your face, finally okay. sign me up when that happens. But what can you see for us maybe 10, 50, 100 years out?
1: Um, I don't think it's going to take too long. But I think we're going to start seeing surgery with like, no incisions, which is crazy. But one of my surgeons said that that's what they're working on is like, incision free, like, so there's no flap, there's no nothing. And that's insane to me. So there's no how would
0: that how would that work?
1: I don't know. That's why it's so crazy because yeah. I can't even speak of it. And he said, that's what they're, tr- they're working on right now. That's what they're going towards. I don't <laughs> know how that would work. <laughs> would that
0: be for everything I'm one. Want- I'm thinking about my bunions. I'm like, so would that be some sort of new technology where for anything underneath the skin, there wouldn't be a scar?
1: Well, I think it's because I think he's talking about plastic surgery. So probably they're going to start with facial stuff. Yeah. So there's, I just don't know, just like you said, I don't know how that could even be, but I also think that surgery will start to be less like obvious. Like I think they're going to, they're really working on less obvious and more natural looking surgery on, on one corner of the world. But I think on another corner of the world, they're doing it way more obvious, like as we get closer to LA and all, all those places.
0: Yeah, Did, have you ever read the book series by Scott Westerfeld, um, Pretties, Uglies and Specials? No. Oh my God, it's so good. It's this sci-fi fiction fantasy series and it takes place in this dystopian world. It's our world, but it's in the future. And basically at the age of 16, when you're born, everyone's an ugly, which is just like you're a normal person like any of us. And then at the age of 16, every person in the world gets surgery to make themselves physically perfect, but it's towards their own face and body. So, you know, perfectly symmetrical, poreless skin. And then you go over and you join the pretties camp and you live in that section of the world. Now, spoiler, they do more than just operate on your face during the surgery, um, which makes it dystopian. But it was this really cool intro in the first book where they were basically saying that they did all of these studies on, race issues, class issues, gender issues, and what they basically found was that pretty privilege, for they didn't call it that, but pretty privilege was the thing that was most impactful to society and those were people who got the better jobs and the higher raises and better opportunities in life. So in order to make everyone equal, they said literally everyone's going to get surgery to be perfect looking at age 16. And I thought that was just a fascinating concept. And of course, growing up as a kid, some people waited for their Hogwarts letter. I was like, take me to the hospital at age 16, like in that dystopian world. But do you think that pretty privilege is going to be kind of the next thing that people start talking about because it is a huge advantage and we do talk about it sometimes but i don't really hear people talking about it on like a daily basis
1: yeah i feel like last year was a year of pretty privilege on youtube at least maybe it's gonna sweep through and also i saw a few tiktoks with pretty privilege but i've watched and i should do a reaction to this compilation of tiktok pretty privilege videos because like And I commented under it. And I got a lot of mean comments back. And I said, a lot of this pretty privileged stuff they're talking about, I'm not trying to invalidate them. But it just sounded like, I don't know, like, it wasn't necessarily about their looks that that was the privilege, you know, a lot of the advantages they got, almost sounded like they put themselves out there. So then they Mm. got that advantage, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not real, because for sure it is, you know, um pretty privileged Israel but I remember this model talked about this like 20 years ago and she's like they were like do you think you have an advantage for the way you look and she's like yes but I also think that nice people have an advantage and brave people have an advantage and it's just like what are the qualities you have that you can use what are the qualities you have that you can use that someone else doesn't have to get ahead I think you can also use those and like I also think there's an advantage to like say somebody just rolled out of bed, but they're pretty, but then someone else like got ready and they look totally ready for the day and their hair is done and whatever's done. I think they also have an advantage, even if one person's more naturally good looking. You know what I mean? I think people appreciate somebody who comes ready for, for the day, like not necessarily made up, but like looks hygienic and looks put together. I don't know. So I, I feel like there's more privileges than just that. Then, okay, then there's also like, what about if somebody's, young but pretty but then there's an older person who's pretty like so then who gets the advantage like I don't know mm-hmm. I feel like the more you go into your head about this stuff it's probably not good for you <laughs> yeah think that's
0: that's a really good and like you said right so a, a content creator who gets big is it because of pretty privilege or is it because they put themselves out there I mean I have tried to vlog before in public oh my god it is so hard and so embarrassing anyone who does that I'm like Hats off to you, people who say Addison Rae only got famous for being pretty and dancing. Have you ever set up your camera in the middle of a coffee shop and filmed yourself doing the Renegade? It takes a lot to do that. Like that is a little bit of um, a skill or a quality that that does get you ahead, like you mentioned. So that's a very interesting point. Yeah, I mean, of course, the more attractive faces, people do like looking at those. Um, when it comes especially when it comes to viewing content online but that being said like we mentioned there's a filter for everything now so don't worry you can be hot too
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and also like a lot of like that's the thing like yeah like you somebody might not be as pretty as someone else but is that person willing to do what you're willing to do probably not I mean a lot of people who were born good-looking they're just not like always the people that are willing to also take a bunch of risks. Sometimes they are. A lot of times they've been handed things. Not everyone. But a lot of times things come easy to them. So when things get harder, they say age is the great equalizer for everyone. Because as you get older, it's like you don't have the same pretty privilege as you did when you were younger. So that's when you really see what kind of grit someone has when they're older.
0: Oh, I love that. When you say older, what age are you saying?
1: I think it's different for women versus men. But, I mean, I'm talking from my point of view. I would say past 35, you kind of start to see the people who have built up, like, their character, and they can weather the storm, and they can go, you know, start new careers. And it's not always, like, the best-looking people. It can be, but, you know, it's not always
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. And there are some beautiful people that I've known in my life, but if I had to swap places with them for a day or a week, I don't know if, you know, mental wise, I would want to be inside of that head or that brain. Um, And I think yeah. when people do talk about pretty privilege, they act like if you're pretty, nothing else matters. And there are pretty people who struggle. So with pretty privilege comes a lot of great benefits, but also there comes a lot of negatives and things that we don't even know about
1: yeah that's a great point and i was actually going to say that earlier is about people who wish they looked like somebody and i'm always like okay but you wish you look like that person but do you want their whole life because if we're doing like imagination land then you what if you had to have their whole life like i'm sure there's a ton of people who wish they looked like chris helmsworth you know but like he just found out he has like 10 times greater risk of getting alzheimer's like so okay, you get to have his face, but do you want his whole life, you know? And like, since we're pretending, let's pretend about the whole thing.
0: Yeah, the, one of my favorite like quotes or mantras of all time is um they say, you can have it all, just not all at the same time. And yeah, you know, At one point in your life, you'll be youthful and beautiful, but you definitely won't have the money to go on vacation whenever you want to. And maybe you'll have wrinkles and fine lines, but you'll also have the mental tenacity that you've built up over years and you won't be stressing about Brad texting you back. So there's so many different phases through life and it would be nice to be completely gorgeous, completely smart, rich without a care in the world. It's not possible for anyone, but there's going to be moments in life where each of those areas go like up and down and just enjoy it when one moment is up, even if, like, another is down, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's an amazing thought. Like, that's so true.
0: Yeah, well, whoever said it, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) it wasn't me, but I don't know, some sort of god out there. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And is there anything that, obviously, everybody watches your YouTube videos. Is there anything coming up that you're very excited for? More celebrity videos? Are you going to do any more of those celebrities who are natural? Things like that.
1: Yeah, actually, thank you so much for having me on. I wish I could have seen you in New York. Um, I was trying to come in person. Maybe next time yeah. when I come out, I will definitely. I'll come. You know
0: what? Actually, when you go to Hawaii, I'll come there. That might be a little bit nicer.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love that. Um. So yeah, I will be doing more tangible things for people who want to kind of like feel like they have a piece of celebrity, which sounds funny, but... I'm going to be doing more videos about kind of what celebrities like the things they have. If you can't have that thing, then what's a dupe for it? It could be skincare or beauty or lifestyle, you know, like the blanket, you know? So yeah, maybe you can't be them. Maybe you can't look exactly like them, but the things that they like and they have. I'm gonna do I love like.
0: that. You're going to make such good content with that too. The dupes. Like when people said that you could use Nivea cream instead of La Mer, I was like, fantastic like literally save 98 or something like that so yeah. I, like, I love that type of content
1: oh very Aww. fun
0: and that'll be in 2023 when that happens yeah,
1: yeah. Excited.
0: Awesome. all right well thank you so so much for coming on and everybody please yeah. go check out Lori's youtube channel you probably already have before but if you haven't it's going to be the best youtube rabbit hole you go on for the next like three hours it's just so fun to watch all of them
1: and also check out my TikTok because I am trying to grow it. I'm Lori Hill on TikTok.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. And how are you liking TikTok? It's a little bit brutal on there, but it is a fun way to go viral.
1: You're so good on TikTok. I'm like, I want to be like you someday. <laughs> um, I Yeah, it is a little brutal. I feel like it used to be nicer from when I heard the comments used to be nicer on TikTok, but then they eventually became like YouTube comments and YouTube at one point was voted the meanest platform on the internet. So I don't know if TikTok is giving it a run for its money, maybe?
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it used, in 2020, TikTok was the, I never got a single mean comment. It was so nice. And now I think TikTok has turned a lot into Tumblr where they won't be YouTube mean to you where like they'll criticize how you look, Um, but everything is moral on TikTok. So you got a lot of comments and people will say you're a bad person so it's not a lot of you're ugly. I don't like this. It's just like you're a bad person and like you're morally harmful. And you're just like, oh, well, this actually feels worse. <laughs> but you know what? Who knows? Maybe maybe the comments will change in 2023.
1: i here's hoping.
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, until next time, Lori Hello, everyone.